Turning Point Coaching and Consulting presents Kairos Conversations, Connecting with Quality, the podcast. Kairos is Greek for the right time, the right season, and the right opportunity. This podcast features healthcare quality professionals who share their journeys, their advice, their struggles, how they made that transition into a new and exciting role. My heart's desire is that you find this podcast to be inspirational to you as you make your own journey. Don't forget to share this podcast with your colleagues and friends and rate us on whichever podcast platform you listen to. Thank you for being here. Today, I am joined by Alana Nash. Thank you so much, Alana, for being here. Thanks for having me, Brandy. All right, let's start by introducing yourself to the audience. Thank you. So, yeah, my name is Alana. I'm a physical therapist. I've been practicing for five years now. I work in the outpatient setting. I see a lot of just the outpatient orthopedics. I do a lot of with cancer rehab, and my interests have grown and I've developed into seeing more or wanting to do more from a broader scale versus more individual skills with helping patients individually. I'm just seeing everything in the changes of healthcare and hoping to contribute more to it. Yeah. And I'm so excited to talk to you, Alana, because a lot of my guests have already made that transition into a healthcare quality role. And a lot of times when we hear people's journeys, we hear the end of the journey, you know, where they are now. But I want to talk to you because you're at the beginning of the journey so that people can see what it looks like at the beginning before it's all ironed out and figured out. So I'm super excited to talk to you. And I'd love for you to share what interested you in making a non-clinical transition, but also what specific roles are you targeting or looking at? So just like most of us working in healthcare right now, especially highlighted by the recent pandemic, there are things that need to change in healthcare. We've It's been highlighted by a lot of it's insurance limitations, staffing limitations, or there are a lot of things that need to be corrected. And, you know, you're going to work every day and then I come home and I, I really, in the beginning of the year, I was like, why am I frustrated? Why am I coming home and I don't feel satisfied like I used to. And it got to the point where I was like, I need to be part of this change. I love what I do. I love the field. I want to continue helping people, but something something needs to change. And I I wrote I was frustrated. So I came home one day and I wrote down a like a personal mission statement to myself. And I wrote it down. I brought it with me. So I wrote, my mission is to educate society on the prevention of chronic disease and injury through movement and lifestyle changes. And I've been on this journey so far and wherever that has been, I'm still going on the journey. So I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, that is so cool. You wrote your own personal mission statement. <laughs> it was came out of a place of frustration. And I was like, I don't want to be frustrated anymore. I want to take control and do something about this and turn it into a positive. Awesome. So read the mission statement to us again. My mission is to educate society on the prevention of chronic disease and injury through movement and lifestyle changes. Yeah, so that sounds a lot like population health. Yeah, so then I I delved a little bit deeper as to why that was my mission statement. So I kind of thought back, all right, before I had, you know, bills to pay, a paycheck to worry about, what were, what 
brought me to this, to physical therapy. So I studied exercise science and had a concentration in nutrition in my undergraduate. And I, I thought a little bit more of that. I did take classes on population health, um, even a course on women's health and things like that. So I, I kind of brought it back to when I didn't have things to worry about of real life, what was, what was my passion? And I'm still passionate about physical therapy, but it was kind of nice to kind of carve that down and figure out like what, what really was enjoyable for me. Absolutely. And just for some perspective, how long have you been a physical therapist? How long have you been actually practicing? Five years now. Okay. So the first five years, everything was going great. You were passionate, you were excited. And then just this year is when you started to think, okay, I'm not as excited as I was before. Yeah. And it was more of just the more I would like meet my patients and I still do. I see cracks in the system. I, I see, you know, patients not getting, or just they're confused by the care that they need to get. And then some of the patients I'm, I see, and I'm like, wow, like our healthcare system has, has failed you in a way. And I, I wish I could meet them years earlier and, and tell them about, you know, prevention of this and that, because things are getting more complicated. It's, I, I wasn't practicing 20, 30 years ago, but I, I feel like now our patients are a little bit more complex. That's not just, you know, arthritis, it's arthritis, diabetes, congestive heart failure, hypothyroidism. And I, I just wish I could have met them earlier. So they weren't at that point. So from your perspective, one of the biggest opportunities in our system is prevention. I think so. And I've, I've even started to take some courses on lifestyle medicine. So it's more of like, how can insurances or even corporations, because you know, they pay into our health insurance too, how can we save money as a system? And it's really just with prevention too, of, of keeping society healthier, because I'm, I'm not naive to the business side of things. I mean, we, we are in a very corporate society. It's based on the healthcare systems, insurance companies, and what can we do to all work together? And, you know, we have to have insurance, we have to have these big systems, but if we can keep the population healthier, hopefully we can not only just live more satisfying lives, but also save money in the end too. So the best way to help our healthcare system is by not to need it. Yeah. And I, I also kind of got into this interest by I started making the joke in the very beginning of the year when like friends and family would ask like, oh, how's work going? I'd be like, oh, just just don't get sick. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, well, maybe I can do something with that joke. <laughs> no, that's really cool. So where where are you in your journey? So you decided at the beginning of the year, I'm writing my mission statement. I want to do something different. I'm really interested in prevention and getting people earlier. Where are you currently in your journey? I'm still at the stages where I'm networking, trying to learn as much as I can. I, I'm so happy I like joined this journey of, of LinkedIn. So I, I went on LinkedIn and I just started following people that kind of beat me to it. They're already a few years out ahead of me. I started trying to connect with people. I have everyone, everyone that I've reached out to and connected with has been so kind and helpful. And I feel like every person that I meet has opened up a new door for me and I've learned so much. So right now I'm at the stage where I'm just trying to learn what I don't know, I don't know. And 
just meeting people along the way to learn from them. Yeah, so this is kind of a side note. I want you to please share for people who are nervous or hesitant to get started on LinkedIn, what would you tell them? Jump in the deep end. Just do it. <laughs> I I was so nervous too, because you think of like, oh, what am I like coworkers going to think what's my company going to think, but it's not out of a place of, you know, I need to get out of here or do this. It's just, I'm just trying to connect with people that have my similar interests and it's re-sparked a new passion for me too. And it's not like anything against, you know, my current company or anything like that. It's just connecting with people that share your mindset. And even just with that can be so helpful to even your mental health too, of, of, all right, here's a group of people that share my passion and I can learn from them. So for other people who might be interested in population health or health equity or access to care, can you share some of the resources that you have used so far in your journey? It's it's really just been people that I speak to on LinkedIn. I did take a MedBridge certification on lifestyle medicine that gave me a lot of good talking points. So when I do communicate with people that I I meet, I actually can bring some information to the table that I know. I've learned a lot about value-based care as well. I've, you know, reached out to other people that have provided me with really useful resources. Nothing specific that I can share, but more of like stuff from their company that I promised them I wouldn't share. <laughs> um, but really, it's just continuing ed courses, LinkedIn, and just learning from other people. I don't have anything other specifically to recommend, unfortunately. Okay. So for people who don't know what value-based care is, how would you describe it to them? Whew, there are courses on this. Uh, so. <laughs> Pretty much how can our healthcare system as a whole work together? And it kind of goes back to that preventative matter too. So it's not like that that fee-for-service, which is another thing that kind of has frustrated me. It's, all right, we want them for fee-for-service. We, you know, bill out for X, Y, and Z and see what we can get the most money out of. I mean, that's, there's more to it, but that's how it comes off to me as the healthcare provider. But value-based care is what can we do to keep this patient as healthy as possible, not utilize unnecessary resources and only utilize the necessary resources and really just keeping them as healthy as possible too. Yeah, providing good outcomes. So it's about the outcome that you get for the patient. Yes. As opposed to just, I did this service, but it didn't have an outcome. Yeah, and it, and it really, I mean, outcomes is a whole big issue in itself. And you know, what what can we do to get the correct outcomes, measure the correct outcomes for the right person in front of us, but I don't have all the answers, but I want to be part of getting the answers too with that. Right. Right. So what barriers are you encountering now as you are trying to switch from being at the bedside to this new role in preventative care, population health, health equity? It's tough because as we're trained to be a clinician, so it's just getting out of the mindset of understanding the skills that I have learned can be applied outside of the bedside and and learning how to utilize those skills and how to also communicate those skills too. I mean, that's huge. And, and also having the confidence to say, yeah, I do know how to do this in a non-clinical matter because I have no experience with it. All I know is bedside. Yeah. And that's a good point because I hear a lot of people get frustrated by that too. Okay. I'm at the bedside. I'm a clinician. I'm seeing patients. 
but maybe I haven't been given an opportunity to do a project or I don't even know where to start or how do I translate these skills that I'm doing with the patient into this next thing that I want to do. So what advice would you give someone else who may also want to go into population health or may also want to get out? And I know you're not there yet, but based off of your experience so far, what advice would you give to someone else? Kind of all circles back to just networking, communicating. I am trying to learn as much as I can. Every person I speak to, I just absorb what they tell me. I try and figure out how can I apply that in my own my own individual approach. And it's really just trying. And it's also trying to learn like what other certifications that people have gotten as well, too, because there's a lot I don't know. And I admit that. But it's just a matter of figuring out what other certifications or education that people have gotten that have transitioned out to the non-political end and how they used what they already know and grown to applying other things that they've learned too. Hi, friend. Are you listening to this podcast wondering how you can start your own journey into healthcare quality? Or maybe you've already started, but you're hitting some roadblocks and getting stuck at the application process. Well, my friend, I've got a free resource for you. After you finish listening to this episode, head on over to my website and grab the ebook, Top Three Mistakes Clinicians Make When Transitioning into a Non-Clinical Role. The link will be in the show notes section. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. So what are your next steps? Like, what's, what do you see as your immediate next step? And then maybe the step after that that's currently on your mind to do in your journey? Uh, I That's a good question. I mean, right now, I'm still in the process of figuring that out. So I know even for me and you, we're working on a project as well. We're trying to look into more like data, health equity. We're trying to create a webinar in a way to try and address some of the things that we've spoke about on this call. And I'm trying to learn from there, that project as well. What is it that I'm enjoying? So I think I'm just trying to join in on some projects, provide feedback to other companies. Like I I reached out to another company where they're just trying to get feedback from the clinician side on their product. And I'm just trying to figure out what I'm really interested in, what I like about these certain aspects of population health. Well, I've seen some of your posts too on LinkedIn. And I think from my perspective, you are really establishing or starting to establish yourself as an expert in the field as you learn. It's mm-hmm. kind of like building in public. So people are seeing you as you build this. But working on these different projects is also helping to get your name out there and helping to add those transferable skills to your resume to say, I've done this project related to this particular subject. And this is why I'm the right person for this job, whatever that job's going to be for you. Right. Yeah. And, and going back to the LinkedIn post too, I think that was a huge factor in even getting me to meet the people that I wanted to meet. So I just started, well, it took me a while. I started with, you know, reaching and out to people and messaging them individually. Then I started commenting on other people's posts and I was like, oh, all right, I have to get to the point where I actually put my own thoughts out there. So I, I just started writing about stuff that interested me and people came and those people were the people that I was hoping to meet. I didn't know who they were at the time, but I found them and I'm hoping to find more. That is so awesome. You said that you just 
kind of got out of your own head and say, let me share my own thoughts because I have something that's worthy of sharing, right? And I love that because sometimes we get in our own heads and we get in our own way. And sometimes you just have to start. Yeah, I. it took a while. It took a while. And I was like, I, I mean, I'm going back to my mission statement. I want to, you know, educate society. So how can I educate society if I am afraid to post on the internet? <laughs> Hopefully I can educate society doing other things as well, but I'll start with LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your defining point? The defining point was when it kind of goes back to the whole fee-for-service thing. I got to the point where we looked at kind of how I did in 2022, like financially, not personally, but just kind of what I gave for my company. And I realized in the fee-for-service model, it doesn't really pay to get people better faster. And that like started keeping me up at night. I was like, what am I doing? It's this is this is not what I wanted. So understanding that there are other options out there where there are benefits to getting people better faster or keeping them healthy. That was my defining point was I want to change the healthcare model. And I want to be part of that. Awesome. That is that just hit my heartstrings right there. When you said it doesn't pay to make people better faster. That is so sad, right? That's, yeah. that's horrible, right? Oh yeah. my God. Once I realized that and I like, cause as I'm growing in, in my career, I'm learning more about the business side of things too, of how, you know, cause I'm, I'm looking at my own, you know, stats cause I'm trying to advocate for myself and raises a salary. And then I realized when I looked at the numbers, oh my gosh, like it doesn't, pay to get people better in, you know, six to 10 visits, but I still do. But how can I justify a raise to my own company? And it's not even my company's fault. It's the insurance world that we live in. So how can I say I want to make X amount more when I'm bringing in less for the company too? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just profound. I, I don't even have any follow-up words for that. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience that they may benefit from? Hmm, that's a good question as well. I think just if you are frustrated, figure out why you're frustrated. It's beyond just, you know, the daily things that happen in the office or in the clinic. There there is a reason why you're frustrated. So just like me, what was the defining point? Why was I frustrated? Think back to when you didn't have bills to pay, when you didn't have to worry about a paycheck. What what were you really passionate about and interested in? Yeah, that's that's good. That's really good. I'm just still thinking about <laughs> what you said about not the fee for service and it. it is really sad. And that's why I am so passionate about healthcare quality. And I think that's why you're passionate about healthcare quality is because we can be a part of the solution for that. Right. right? So we can make the system better within our sphere of influence mm-hmm. and our ability to make the change and help that next patient, right? I would actually love for you to come back on the podcast at some point to share an update on your journey if you're open to that so people can see the progression of where you are now to wherever you are in your next step and what that looks like and how you got there. So I would really like for you to come back if you're open to that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I hope uh, in the near future, I have much more to speak about too on this journey that I'm on. Awesome. So how can people connect with you, Alana? Anyone, I'm open to it on LinkedIn. Uh, Alana Nash is my name. I'd be happy to connect with others. Like I said, it's opened up so many doors for me and opening, hoping to open up more doors and help other people open those doors as well. We're only uh, as strong as the people around us too. So if I can help others, like others have helped me, I'm happy to do that. Yes. And thank you for being so willing to connect with others because there are so many that have questions and having someone that they can reach out to and really get some honest, raw, authentic feedback on what it's really like, the good, the bad, the ugly, the messy is um, I think what's going to help the most people. Yeah. And it's not easy too. And this is, it's, we all went to school for a certain reason. So it's not easy to admit, you know, maybe I do want to modify what I've, you know, worked so hard for and try something new. So the more that we can connect and help each other out, I think the better. Very, very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Alana. I have really, really enjoyed our conversation and you have really just given me some more things to think about too. So I I really appreciate our conversation. Thanks for having me, Brandy. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It would mean a lot if you would share this episode with a friend or a colleague. I would be honored to encourage them in their journey too.